Hello beautiful people and welcome back to another episode of Two Girls One Doc. One Doc. It's your girl BD. It's four ends the foodie. And we are back. Back at the crack of dawn. Yeah, it's very early and it's Sunday, so like if we sound a bit eesh, then that's why. And there's no drinking, so Of course. Yeah. Well I've got water. I've got water. I'm trying to get on to stay on that hydration shit. Yeah. I've got a terrible migraine, so Bear with. Bear with. So today's episode, <clears throat> my voice ain't even like waking up yet. <laughs> the so voice today's voicing. The voice ain't voicing. So today's episode is um, an episode from the Netflix series Surviving Death. It's the first episode called Near Death Experiences. Now we covered the last episode about reincarnation in our episode seventy-eight. Mm-hmm. That's a really good episode. So I'll put the link in the show notes so you can listen to that. Um, but yeah, this one, the documentary opens up in Jackson Hole, WI, which I'm assuming is Wyoming. Mm. Oh God, when I think of Wyoming, I just think of Kanye wanted to move Kim to Wyoming. Can you imagine? <laughs> uh, please, she should have gone so we could all rest. <laughs> <laughs> so the first person we meet is Mary Neal, who is an orthopedic spine surgeon. So she tells us that 20 years ago she died and she was dead for like a while, right? Um, it's 1999 and she goes to Chile to kayak on a waterfall. Mm-hmm. That was her first mistake, but anyway, yeah. do what you I love. Mean, I mean, I, I didn't know because it's, it's white people shit. Yeah, I mean, do you know what? I get like thrill, exhilaration, wanting to do things, but it's just when it comes to water, I'm just like, babe, like... Oh, that's not my thing. You can't, you can't... Okay, so when we went to Italy, yeah, um, a couple months ago, this girl, yeah, and by this girl, I mean Forens, yeah. So we're on the boat, yeah. We're on the yacht. And then she jumps off into the ocean. You know the ocean doesn't have I don't think that bottom. was an ocean. It was an ocean. What was it? I don't know what it was. It was I a mean, large it was body a big, of water. It was a large body of water, but I don't know if this It was giving ocean, ocean, yeah. Okay. And she just jumped. And she even had braids. This is how I know that people are mad. She just jumped into... And I literally, for a second, like, she didn't come up. Like, she was down. And then I was like, oh, my God. Like, who am I going to host this podcast with? <laughs> <laughs> but I've done, I'd like, we went to, um, like, I've done snorkeling and I've done all okay, of I that. Without, I did snorkeling without, in Tanzania. No, okay, is it? Yeah, because I went Snorkeling is the one where you put your head in. Yeah, but we went deep. Yeah, well, well, I don't know what that was, but I, yeah. I stopped it wasn't just like the baby pad- one. No, no, no. So you did no, something. No. We were um, on a boat. Um, yeah, that's how you get to the water. <laughs> Yeah, no, we were on a boat and we a boat. And boat. we were and we were like in the middle of wherever this was in um Saint Martin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we went to the middle and they were like, Yeah, like there are loads of like fish here, like So you went like down. Yeah, I went down. And my dad was like, Oh, he's gonna do it. That man was fighting with the water, he can't swim. So I don't <laughs> no, know why I, he I, thought. I can't swim, but when I went snorkeling like so it was just snorkeling, so like you're floating mm. in the water and then your face is in it oh, and you have no, a little no, breathing no. mask thing. So that's what I did. I went down. And like at first, when I went into the water, I was like hyperventilating. I was like, oh my God, like I'm going to die, yeah. Oh but then God. because you have the because you have the breathing thing, like you have to control your breath because you can't just like, do you know what I mean? So I was literally saying to myself, you better fucking relax right now, yeah. <laughs> but then after that, after the initial fear, it was great. I literally, yeah, was like, this is remarkable. I could stay here forever. You're just like mm. floating there, look at the little fishies. And then it's just like, the water's so blue. Oh, it was so great. 
honestly, call to black people, teach your kids how to swim. This is, yeah, it's gone honestly. from the sublime to the ridiculous. Why people have this fear of water? Like, I don't, I mean, no, I, I get it if you don't know why you can, I get it if you don't know how to swim, but. No, but like, even if you can swim, I'm sorry. People die water. all the time that can, you, it's not about fearing water. Water is dangerous though, inherently. Like, even if you can Getting swim. Getting in a car is dangerous. Yeah, okay. But water, you would drown. Yeah. Car, you will crash. No, but I don't think it's the same I, thing, man. I think it's I think it's the same thing. I it's don't just think it's, the same. it's just one, it's about knowing where to swim and how to swim. I think I the fear that. of the water is the lack of knowledge of how to swim. Of course, I get that. I get I get because being afraid of gonna, water. I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna drown in that where I jumped into. It was a still body of water. When people, people usually drown people can drown in a puddle, babe. Like literally drowning that, is actually like terrifying. Even if you can swim, you can drown. Uh, yes, the point but that I'm people, the people that can swim and tend to drown tend to drown when they're like waves or obstructions or there's something pulling them down. Yeah, but like or if, if they you, panic in the water. Yeah, if you panic in the water. Or but if, if you, you have a medical emergency in the water. Okay. Yes. Same okay. as if you have a heart attack in the car. Like your car will crash. You'll probably die. Of course, die. your car will crash. Ahead, but I, just, I don't know. I would rather not drown. I just think let us all teach our kids how to swim because I, this fear, I agree with that that's what i'm all i'm saying the fear comes from i think you should be cautious about water same way yeah that's with anything saying. but but the fear I just, goes the away fear or reduces yeah like when you know yeah, how agree. to swim the fear goes and that's what i'm saying if people like a lot of black people learn how to swim we wouldn't be so afraid because i don't get why our parents well no i'm i know how to swim but i don't get why parents did it my mom threw me into the water at three months and since but then this i can't is, but leave this is the thing this is what you're meant to do you're meant to yeah. do it as a child and you don't like especially because my parents well my dad is a great swimmer my mum can't swim mm. there's no way her priority was oh let me teach these girls how to swim or okay. put them in water and also when we were younger she was like I've just done these girls hair I don't want their hair that's to be mm. it literally was just dumb shit like that but my kids 100% my dad can't swim. swim, but my mom can. And my dad comes in because his mom had only one child, and she said, "It's not not my child." That. But again, that's their generation. Yeah. Not being but my mom, she used to go swim. to Koi Club every Sunday, swimming lessons, and we did the same. We, I grew up with swimming lessons. I used to swim, still do. Like it's really. I think it's almost. I think it's a, it's life, a life skill. skill. No, I agree. Like my husband can't swim. So every time we go on holiday, he... he now you're going to have to be looking after the kids. He's 6'5", and if he goes into... The, this water will be at his ankles, he'll say I'm trying to drown him. Like, <laughs> and it's just like... <laughs> bro, so if we go on a cruise, you can't jump in if our kid goes over... Like, it's all a bit mad. Like, it's a yeah, life skill. Yeah, Learn I agree. how to swim. I agree, I agree. But I say all that to say, yeah, that you're looking at Mary Wilde because you went on a kayak, but you're not too far from kayak vibes. Water and water, I would do it? kayaking, but it would have to, I'd have to be sure of the water. I wouldn't like, do it on a waterfall. I've done it before. Yeah, I wouldn't do it on a waterfall. I've done it before, but it wasn't on a waterfall. I think the waterfall is what took me out. But you know what? These things are like, we were on this boat in a beautiful, scenic environment, yeah? Everyone's chilling on the boat, drinking. Yeah, that's all good. We drink on land. Just ju- like jumping in, yeah. I got this immediate rush. Like, yeah, I saw it in your face. You d- you, d- you do it. <laughs> like, you can't just sit there drinking and it- nah. You do it and then. I mean, you I can. Mean, you, you can do you both. Can't, you can't swim. Then I fine, can't swim. So for me, jumping in the water is suicide. You Unless you're going to come and save me. You would. Come I don't up. know, man. I just don't really float, float like that. Okay. I'm being, uh, I was having a discussion with my sister two days ago, yeah. I'm telling you, I don't know if it's my bone density or if it's this ass, but I literally just don't float. <laughs> like, I just don't float. Your ass is to my to me what my breasts are, if that makes sense. Yes, yeah, that's I, flotation device. Your your breasts are literally a flotation okay. device. No wonder you float. If I hold on to you, me too, I'll float. Okay, guys. 
<laughs> Throw your kids in the water at three months. That's my. I'm advice. gonna do. I'm gonna do swimming lessons though. To be honest, I did do swimming lessons when I was in Manchester, mm, yeah. and I can. I can. Okay. If I say I can swim now, you're gonna you're gonna be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can move from A to B. Yeah. My problem is that I don't know how to do the breathing thing. So when I run out of breath, that's when I have to stop swimming. Mm. And obviously, that's not sustainable in a large body of water. In fact, now that I'm wearing wigs again, I think I might go back to swimming. I just realised because yeah, because yeah, then you can just put your thing on in it. Mm. Take the cornrows and thing. Mm. Anyway, where were we? Back to this this girl. This back to Mary. Girl. So there's a few of them doing this kayaking thing. Um, what's the difference between kayaking and canoeing? Uh, you're asking the wrong person. This is a okay. question for rich men in Oxford. I'll Google that later. So um, the lady in front of her gets stuck, and so this forces her like over the main part of the waterfall. And, and so I was her- thinking, couldn't you just chill and wait till she's unstuck? Why no, but it's, you... the, the, it's flowing. You don't. You can't just put the brakes on the kayak. The water's it's flowing. Just, no? Like scoot over to a place okay, where. Okay, girl. It should have, would have, could have. So <laughs> her boat gets pinned, and then she's submerged under ten feet of water, and she's like stuck within the boat. And I could feel my bones breaking. I thought I should be screaming, but I wasn't. She could feel her bones breaking, and she's an orthopedic surgeon, so I kind of believe her. Yeah. Um, and she she thinks that she should be screaming because obviously her bones are breaking, but she feels no pain, and she says she feels more alive than she's ever felt. She can feel her spirit leaving her body, and she describes like being met by spirits who take her down a path which is covered with lots and lots of flowers. And she describes feeling like she was in heaven and having like an overwhelming sense of being home. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of like, okay, if this is death, then, you know. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> Meanwhile, on Earth, people are looking for her. And so this guy, God bless his heart, yeah, he sees her life jacket. And so he goes to get the life jacket to give it to her husband. And I would have been like, okay, well, I mean, thank God he did anyway. Because yeah. as he's, like, swimming towards it, he hits her body with his leg. And then he, like, pulls her out. So that's how he's able to locate her body. Her body is purple, bloated, her eyes are fixed, like she is dead. Yeah, because she's been underwater for like 30 minutes. Yeah, Yeah, she's dead, yeah. But she tells us she can see her body from outside her body, like, you know, when you're like floating up, Mm. yeah. And the spiritual beings that she told us about before tell her to go back to earth um, as her work isn't done. So she wakes up um, and they have to get her help. She didn't want to go. She didn't want to go. I hear my work is done. I'm an orthopedic spine surgeon. Like, what more is there for me to do in this life? Yeah. So then they have to now carry her, because imagine they're in some remote place in Chile, yeah? They have to carry her out to the main road to try and get help. And it just so happened that as they got to the main road, there was an ambulance there. Yeah. Which is, like, amazing. So Mary makes a complete recovery. She's fine now, even though it takes a while. And then she has this, like, little throwaway line where she mentions that something happened to her son 10 years after her near-death experience. Yeah. But they tell us about that later on. So at, I at this always point, thought they like, weren't going to mm. tell us. I know, it's happened. literally right at the end. I would have Googled it. So now we learn about near-death experiences from some specialists. One guy talks about how resuscitation techniques meant that people who normally would have just died will come back and tell people what they experienced. So now Mm. that they can actually do like, you know, ah, 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 staying alive, yeah? Mm. They can bring people back and then those who would have just died, died, can be like, oh shit, I was dead. And this is what happened when I was dead. Yeah. Patients say they become aware of what's described as a tunnel, a passageway, a portal, and they go into this tunnel and when they come out they come out into a very brilliant warm loving and accepting light 
and um, people go into a tunnel they come out to a warm light this guy called raymond moody writes a book about it and some people take it seriously except this like english neuro neuro of course <laughs> this english neuropsychiatrist who thinks it's like a silly american thing <laughs> until one of his patients has a near-death experience so he decides to study them and now he's been doing it for 40 years the brits are so like um skeptic yeah skeptical we're very okay. like black and white i think as yeah. a as a people yeah and that's yeah, why yeah. often we there's no shades if, of gray here yeah and that's why oftentimes we find americans like because they're yeah yeah and they're excitable yeah exactly and then we're willing to be like oh da, 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 and we're kind of like relaxed chill yeah like, chill. Our, i think like brits our first thing is to be like no yeah Americans first things to be like yeah 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 oh my god yeah <laughs> <laughs> so um, typically the thought is that once the brain stops working you lose consciousness because you die right <clears throat> yeah but near-death experiences prove that this just isn't the case it can't be so now we are in Seattle we meet this woman called Kimberly Sharp um, and she's meeting with other near-death experience survivors mm-hmm. um, she counsels them and she does this because she also has had one Mm-hmm. Um, she says that after a near-death experience take a shot every time i say near-death experience people struggle with materialism employment marriages like i actually understand it because i get I, it life becomes so futile so if you, even me that hasn't had a near-death experience yet i sometimes would just be like what is the point of anything what is anything yeah. like so imagine dying and seeing like what 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 death could be, could be yeah. and then you come back and i'm supposed to care about coming to this job at nine o'clock for what in the end it doesn't even matter yeah because we're all gonna die we're all gonna die um, and there's this one woman who struggles to talk about her experience to people especially her husband because she thinks that people are gonna think that she's crazy and because mm. now it's almost like she's been radicalized like she just doesn't think the way she thinks anymore mm. because of her experience and it's hard to go back to your normal life and expect people to be where you are or like meet you where you now are mm. So we meet this guy called Jose Hernandez. He gets injured at work um, and he gets treated with this anti-inflammatory drug, which turns out he was allergic to. Because when he was telling his story, I thought that the injury at work is what killed him. Yeah, yeah I thought so well. But he was just allergic to the drug they used to treat him. His lungs stopped working, which obviously is peak because then you die, which he did. Yeah. So then he sees a tunnel as well, but he falls through it. It's kind of like the sunken place. So instead of walking through, as everyone says, he falls through. Mm. And he sees his father, like, welcoming him. Mm. His father is dead, by the way. So their relationship was really, he says, emotionally stunted. And he kind of sees this as a chance to make peace with his dad. And they mm. hug. Um, and, like, like Mary Neal, he also, like, Jose also wants to stay. Like, he wants to stay with his dad. Mm. But his dad is like, listen, it's not time yet. You need to go. Mm. What do you think about that? about him seeing his dad or his dad about relatives yeah yeah about like seeing relatives and stuff um i've heard a lot of people say so yeah. like there's this tiktok i follow and she's a palliative nurse um mm. so she works in a hospice and she says like a lot of times people will start to see loved ones that have died mm-hmm. i think so yeah i think i just find it odd that everybody seems to be going to heaven because then <laughs> what is the truth where is the hell okay so um but i think it's true i think you do see loved ones i would like to think that when my time came i would see my granddad your granddad yeah yeah um i thought about you a lot during this watching this documentary i thought about me a lot too and i thought about him and i thought about like when he like 
so he must have gone somewhere and they were like yeah bro it's time it's like, time yeah and he must he have seen like i'm tired ah. yeah he must have seen like because i remember like i had a conversation with him um i was gonna say two three years ago but 2018 was not two three years ago um i had a conversation with him i think it was in 2018 and i was just like to him like it's been so many years since your mum died like mm do you miss her? He was like, of course. Like, I still think about the stuff she told me. I still yeah. think about, like, her hair, her this, her smell. Like, you know, I still wish she was here, even though, even if she had lived a normal life, there's no way she would be alive now. But, um, so I guess for him, like, there were people that he wanted to see. That he like, wouldn't come his, back. That would have been welcoming yeah, him. Yeah, like his mom, his dad, you know, his siblings. He had a cousin that died in the civil war that I mean they assume he died he went to go and get food never came back like he had a That's brother crazy. that died in his arms he was in like secondary school super sick and my granddad went to go and get him and by the time he got there he died and he also said to me that he knew his mum was dead people say that though people yeah, have that he said that he was in school and um one of his friends, which funnily enough, his friend's kids are really good friends with my parents. But anyways, one of his friends came to him and he, his, I said, was your mum sick? He said, no. But the way the guy walked over to him, he said to him, he said he just looked at him and pointed at him and said, my mother is dead. <gasps> so weird, isn't it? That's that is so, so crazy. But it's I so keep strange. saying that I kind of knew that he was gonna die once they told us he had COVID. There was nothing, really? like, he wasn't even, like, I just knew, like, I had this feeling that was, like, I don't think he's going to make it. Because I just immediately told us I burst into tears. And this is off the back of us having COVID and being fine. Yeah. And my grandpa was super he healthy. So, for all intents and purposes, there was no reason for him to fine. die. Yeah. yeah. I kind of just knew that he was going to go. So, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. But I just think it's it must have been time when he got there and they were, like, yeah, like, it's your time. It's like the sadness of leaving yeah, here, but then the he, happiness of like, that's what was really comforting about this documentary. It was like, yeah. we don't know what's on the other side, yeah. yeah. But like the people who have been there, it's kind of like, oh, actually like, it's okay. Peaceful. Yeah, there's a beauty in that. There's like a peace yeah. in that and stuff. And I but, always knew that if there ever was a heaven, he would be there. But I think for all of us here, what we struggle with is the absence of that person. Yes, we know they're in a better place yeah. and they're happier, but, but it still means my life now is not the same as it was. Yeah, and so. it's the permanence of it and like the change and like I don't know. Death terrifies me because I haven't really lost anyone that I'm really really close to. Yes, my grandparents are dead, but we weren't really boys like that. Yeah, <laughs> so like I haven't really lost anyone that I'm really really close to. And like the older I get without it happening, the more I'm like, oh shit, I'm getting closer to it happening. Yeah, that's how and, I feel. And even if like this documentary brings some sort of solace like okay even if i lose someone close they're going to somewhere better they're going to people that they missed it's still like shit what am i supposed to do here without said person yeah do you know what i mean like, sometimes i look at my parents and i'm like no nah. like something like, my dad started saying stuff a lot like oh like when we're not here and yeah my mom had one of them chats with us as well yeah like and when i look at my parents i'm just like so one day what like what is life without my mom no what do you mean but then the alternative <laughs> is that you go before them and that is the I worst rather, possible yeah, I know exactly. it's the worst but I would rather oh, what is a selfish bitch <laughs> no but honestly what would life be without it doesn't make even make sense yeah. at all but then again I keep seeing these like tweets and saying like listen people always document like other people like you need to document your, which I do because that's just my vibe but document yourself so that people can watch you and remember you when you're gone 
Like for you, when you have kids and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Watch my wedding video. Like they can, That's it. They can, you know, they can watch you and stuff like that. But yeah, it just it just terrifies me. Like it just makes me think like, oh my God. Like my parents, I, my mum sat us down and had one of these chats and I was like, is everything okay? And she was like, yeah, everything's fine. But like, I feel like these are just the conversations that we need to have while I'm here. Which they are, but Which still. Which it is. It makes sense. And like, great, you know, fine. But then also it's like, yeah, but you're not allowed to die. I hope you know that. <laughs> like I'll be trying to tell her I'll give you to a hundred then you, we can start thinking about it yeah then we can have a conversation then we can have a conversation and if all your friends are gone then you think oh blah 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 you've had your grandkids da, da, da. cool I get that but before that you need to relax and go you to the gym and stay fit yeah mm, mm. so um, now we meet Bruce Grayson who's a doctor he says that near-death experiences may happen, but we don't necessarily know how they happen. Um, he says it could be due to lack of oxygen to the brain. And this is what I thought. I thought that maybe, like, if you, like, as you're dying and you have less oxygen to the brain, like, you start, like, hallucinating or seeing, like, different things, and that is what you find. But he was like... However, we know from decades of research what happens when you get lack of oxygen. People can become frightened, become belligerent, become terrified of what's happening to them, very much unlike the calm, consistent, almost blissful experience of a near-death experience. So we learn about Pam Reynolds, yeah. Do you remember this bit? Yeah. Because, I don't know, this documentary feels like I've done it before. In fact, when I went to watch it, it said I was halfway through it. I yeah, think we too. were gonna, we were too. gonna I think do we were it. gonna do it, and then we did the reincarnation one because of yeah. the thread that we saw on Twitter. Yeah. Because I was halfway through, and then, like, I was, oh, I remember this, I remember this, and then they just got to a bit where I was, oh, yeah, man, I this remember. is new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Pam Reynolds had a large brain aneurysm, and it was so bad that if it burst, she would die instantly. So they needed to do this operation to remove it, but in order to do it safely, she had to be clinically dead. So they had to slow her heart rate down and drain the blood from her head so that the aneurysm would shrink and be easier to remove and then like less deadly right so they do i mean they do it right and like it works and she even in that situation has like the most blissful near-death experience and bearing in mind she has no blood going to her brain so because she's they clinically drained dead all. she's clinically dead so when we said oh maybe it's due to lack of oxygen in the brain it can't be because she had no oxygen in the brain for over an hour mm. and she was also able to describe what was happening to her the tools that they used there's no way that she would know she wasn't mm. conscious is the point her she eyes wasn't were conscious. taped shut they were taped shut exactly had, yeah it's so weird but she she was like floating above and was able to see everything there was like one tool and she was like yeah it kind of looked like an electric toothbrush and that literally is what it looked like there were so many different things that she wouldn't mm. have known mm. um and but I, what I understand is if you can drain someone of the blood and then basically make them clinically dead and bring them back again, how are people dying? Because how did they just turn her back on again? I mean, I guess that's more of a medical question. But don't you find it crazy yeah. that like they made her clinically dead and then they just made her undead? Yeah. I mean, clinically dead, so okay. technically she yeah. was alive. I don't know. Any doctors out there, let us know. The real ones. Yeah. Um, so, so not Dr. Umar. <sighs> when's that documentary coming out about him because i i need, I need to see it i, I need literally to saw see him it. i just watched a tiktok of him this morning yeah, and he was like someone's like dr uma why are you so fine and he was like well now are you a woman i gotta make sure you're a woman because you know how these things be i gotta be careful he was like you could be one of them transformers and i was like what's that, got to do? What's, that got to, what's that got to do with you being fine he doesn't want a tr trans person telling him to he's find fine. him attractive. Okay. Yeah, and I said not Bumblebee. Oh my god, I don't get that. <laughs> oh, you don't get it. No. You've not watched Transformers before. Uh, yeah, I think I have. But yeah, not Transformers like is the yellow is the yellow car, 
I have only watched the one. Is that the one is with Shia LaBeouf? Yeah, I've only watched that one with Shia LaBeouf and Megan. No, and um, the Stallion. No, not Megan. Hey, Fox. The original no, Megan. Not Meg, uh, Megan. Which Fox. one? Megan. No, it's not Megan. Her. I've got yeah. her name. She's the one that's dating that really short jo- Jason Statham guy, Rosie Hutton. Oh, Huntington Whiteley. Yeah, Don't that's what I watched. Well, I thought she was just a pretty person. Well, 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 using the word actor loosely. <laughs> So yeah, but I just know Bumblebee's the main car. Oh, fine, okay. Yeah. Oh, haha, I get it now. I'm laughing in retrospect. Um, so I googled this lady, Pam Reynolds. She actually died, um, in 2010 from heart failure. For real, this, for real. This time. Yeah, for real, for real. She oh, died, okay. died. Yeah, yeah. She's gone. She um, because what that operation they did, I think, was like 2006 or something mm. like that. She was only 53 when she died, but yeah. So like now she's like died, died. So she seems like she had her. ailments. Mate, only 53, and by that, that time you had had a make you dead make you alive operation crazy crazy this is crazy so um now we're in chicago Whew. this one shout out this lady called (laughs) stephanie arnold she reminds me of me yeah in terms of the like foreboding sense of doom yeah yeah yeah. Uh, she has a near-death experience but her story isn't so pleasant right so she has her first kid calm no issues She's pregnant with her second kid and she's told she has this condition called placenta privia, which is when the placenta embeds itself into the uterus and it just means you can bleed out and the baby can die, right? And so as soon as they tell her, Stephanie's like, yeah, this is going to happen to me, right? I feel and like her this man, would be me. I know, but this is the thing because we'll get into her story, but like, th- th- there are points in times where you think, oh, I just, I just feel like this is going to happen to me. Like how many times have we thought, oh, something bad is going to, I just know it's going to happen and it doesn't yeah, happen. Yeah. But because it doesn't happen, you discard those things. But then when it does happen, it's like, oh, I was right. And some, I have these, sometimes I have really foreboding feelings where I'm just like, oh, something bad is going to happen. I just feel like something bad is going to happen and nothing happens. And obviously as a Christian, I don't believe that it wasn't that something bad was going to happen. I just think that whatever it was, God protected me from it or it mm. did happen, but it, I was, he softened the blow so I didn't realise it was that thing that that do you, do you know what I'm trying to do you understand what I'm yeah, trying to say? Yeah, but yeah, 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 I get I get what you mean. But again, it's like there are there are not two realities where you can see what happened and what didn't happen. Do you get what I mean? Oh, like of course. Only, so 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 it's easy to be like, All right, cool, yeah, probably it was gonna happen but it didn't. Or like or maybe it happened to someone else instead or someone I was near. Or like mm. maybe do you get what I mean? It's so hard because like we just don't know. Do you get yeah. what I mean? Like we just don't know. Um so Stephanie's man thinks that she's being a hysterical pregnant woman. Stephanie's man, okay, so when they're doing the interview, yeah, for the documentary, they're together. So like they're sitting together and like, she looks at him like she has the ick a lot of the time. Like I don't know that she's over this situation that but happened. I, I can understand that because you've known me for X amount of years and I'm not You can a crazy understand who person. the husband or Stephanie? Stephanie. Yeah, same. You, you, you've known me for X amount of years. I'm not a crazy person. So this time I'm coming and I'm telling you, this is something I'm feeling. You mm-hmm. can't even back me here. It's not like, oh, I have a history of... Oh, we don't know that. But also, no. I think that even if he thought that like, oh, she's just being like, nothing's going to happen, yeah? If I, your woman, your wife, yeah? The mother of your child and soon-to-be child, yeah? Mm. Is so engulfed by this fear or consumed by this like premonition that i've had or this like foreboding sense of doom or whatever it is yeah like it is your job to To calm me down to alleviate me and alleviate those fears and make it so that even if i'm scared something's gonna happen be there for me Mm. let me know that okay cool if i need to go to hospital you are there right away yeah like so yeah he stephanie 
um, Stephanie's man, he is a data guy. So um, he's not really taking this thing seriously. And I just, anyway, we'll get into that. Hmm. So one day Stephanie's walking in the park and she feels like she's hemorrhaging. So she goes to the emergency room. Um, but and that's remember- what happened. Cause it's more than that. She was walking in the park and she saw a dry fountain. And then she, oh, said, yeah, she, yeah, yeah, she said she had this like, I don't know, like illusion or she like just a premonition saw, thing. Yeah, water coming out of the fountain. It was then blood, it was right? Blood. Then it turned to blood. Oh, was it water first? Then it turned into blood. And then oh, she okay. was like, "I'm hemorrhaging," and she went to the hospital, which yeah. is like so fucking crazy. And the thing is, one of the um, the placenta privia thing, the the fear or the danger is that you hemorrhage, right? Mm. So one could say, okay, yeah, well, because it's in your mind, and that's what you know. Of course, that's what you're going to mm-hmm. worry about. But then someone else could say, yeah, of course, that's what you're going to fucking worry about. <laughs> like, yeah, literally. And if if you have a feeling or you're worried, you're supposed to go and get seen. So anyway, she goes to the emergency room, and they say that she's fine, and it's a false alarm, right? Um, and the husband is like, yeah, okay, cool, it's a false alarm. And Stephanie's like, no, this is a warning. Like something is happening. Something yeah. is trying to tell me that this thing is going to happen. The day that I go into labor. I was in the kitchen giving Adina breakfast. All of a sudden, blood went everywhere. So then she starts bleeding one day. Yeah, it's a calm day. She's like chilling, whatever, and she starts bleeding. Yeah, this girl drives herself to the emergency room. Yeah, and it's so funny because I think she has like a nanny or something. And the yeah, and the nanny like, was gonna drive. drive. And she's like, and no. she was like, no, no. I know, that, I know that I'm not gonna die by a car crash. Exactly. So it's fine. So I'm not gonna die in a car accident. So let let me go, and then we can do this bleeding later. Yeah. So she drives herself to the hospital and she says that she's acutely aware that she was going to die, which must be terrifying. Yeah. Like feeling so strongly within yourself that actually like these are my last moments, like I'm actually going to die. To the extent that she texts her husband saying like, you've made me the happiest woman in the world. Like, because she she knew, like that was the last message she sent him. So she knew like, okay, let me just get, let him leave on a good note. Like, Who would you text first if you felt like you're imminent, you're going to die, like imminently? Oof. I've got a family group chat, so it'll probably be the group chat. I'll just chuck it in there. Yeah, because yeah, there's no one from there that I could pick and say you first. Like, but I just so. mean, not, not in terms of like importance, but like, oh. who would your mind go to? Like, say you pick up your phone, like, who would you like? Is it in terms of I know I'm going to die or I need help? No, you know you're going to die. But we'll talk about help later. That's interesting. Yeah, you know you're going to die. Um, probably okay. Because yeah. even though he he never he's not really good with his phone but at least whenever he reads it then yeah he would know oh damn I should have yeah. replied yeah I think it will probably be that's him. what I think I guess because like he's in the house with you do you get yeah. I mean? like so you, you don't tell everyone yeah that I'm gone in terms of help like if I needed imminent help um a lot of people just aren't good with their phones though because I was actually no. going to say you but recently you're not good with your phone I'm great with my phone. What do you mean? Uh, mm. The last two times I've called you, there was even one time I called you and you do said, you know what? oh, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't do you know. know what it is? I don't know if it's just my signal is acting crazy because you're not the first person to say this to me. Yeah. You're not the first person. If you WhatsApp me, I'm on it. Fam. I literally, because no, I have the little it, widget yeah. thing. So I actually check to see who has messaged me. And if I see like you or my sister or like my boyfriend, or whatever, I will just open WhatsApp and check it. Yeah, no, you're usually good. Like you were good, like you were good before. So that's why I would say you, but then Maybe just the last signal. two times, so it might be your signal. So I would say you, because I feel like yeah, you'd do a backup bill just in case. You'd be logical help. Second would be oh, yeah, that's true actually. <laughs> you're very logical. Like you would be like, listen, this, 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 this. Yeah, Even yeah, if yeah. you you felt like, oh my God, you wouldn't, whatever. In terms of, oh, I'm going to come and sort your life out. Yeah. 
probably just Kingsley. Like, if mm. I, I know if I called him and I was like in line in a ditch in Scotland, he would drive down immediately. Yeah, I but get then him. he also is not good with his phone. So, if you remember, just called. Oh my days, guys! Do you remember that episode where we tried to call Kingsley because Bro. we were trying to see if he had read Rich Dad Poor Dad? Yeah, Bro. Bro. I asked him at Forenz's thirtieth. Yeah, at your barbecue. I was like to him, oh, I should have recorded it. I was like, oh, like, have you ever, have you read Rich Dad Poor Dad? He was like, yeah, of course. Of course I, I have. <laughs> I told you, I told you on the, I told, this guy, if, yeah. if there's two things in this world that are true, King, Kingsley's going to make you watch Paid in Full. He's oh, gonna I, be, I love that movie. I can't lie. He it. basically held a gun to my head. I was like, nah, babe, you have to watch it. You have to watch that's it. A great, How that's can a you great not have movie. watch it? You have to watch it. You have to that's watch it. That's a great movie. That's a great movie. I'm with yeah, him on that one. Yeah, but it's every hood nigga's like. Yeah, it's a wet dream. Yeah. yeah, and the second thing is he's going to have read all of the finance bro books and force them down your throat. He's always trying to tell me, he's like, every time he finishes talking to me, he's like, oh, you know what, it's just that you don't like to read these books. And I tried to tell you these development books. Mm. Oh, yeah. 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 And then I probably my dad, dad as well. Okay. My dad is also very, like, even though he's a bit yeah. of a, he's, he's a bit panicky yeah. as well. Like, he's emotional. <laughs> like, what's his, like, what's his name, Cam? Yeah. <laughs> but lower like, pitch. Lower pitch. Like, he'd be like, oh, are you okay? Oh, da, da, da. which might aggravate me because I'm yeah, also... Yeah, a bit hysterical, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just didn't say my husband because he only recently moved to the country, so there's a limit to how much he can help me in these scenarios, but... Yeah, you'd be surprised, though. I mean, he's what good love to talk to. Like, if we, even when we were long distance, when I was like, if something was going on, yeah, like, I'd, be on, you, the phone, I'd be on the yeah. phone to him and it's good comfort, but... It's like, do this, do that. Practicality, those are the people I'd call. I think, I often think about, like, if I were um, kidnapped... Or mm. like abducted or something, and like I had my phone for a couple of seconds. I always the the scenario that always happens in my head is I would message my sister with my live location. Mm. We have like phrases that like if she messaged me, I would be like, "This girl is in danger" because there's no fucking way that she would say this. Yeah, yeah. And we have like, she, and I have one for her, so I would just message her that, and then do my live location. And pray that these men don't see my phone, <laughs> and then I know that she would do. Because yeah. she's also quite paranoid like me, so I think that she would be on it. I think my man would kind of be like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he would probably, probably call me. Yeah, and it's like, babe, I can't talk right now. I'm in the back of the van, abducted. Yeah? Do you mind? <laughs> literally, yeah. That's how my husband would be. I yeah, think, but I think my it'd be my sister. Could... After my sister, it'd be my, um, my man. Because one time, I sent my sister a message, texts, that would do them like both. A, a weird message. And then she responded. She was like, huh? And then I, I was just like, what, let Chazam? me see. Yeah, let me sis, see if she, if, she know, if she knows me. <laughs> She came back, she was like, I sent another weird message and she was like, are you okay? And I sent another weird message and she started calling me, calling me, and then I was like, okay, okay cool. Good. Yeah, but why did it take three times? But this is good because now she knows. Yeah, she's so we, we came but, but up I feel with like, a I feel word. like Shemelia would have been like, what's going on? Yeah, Shemelia would have been like, from the beginning, she'd be like, what's going on? She probably would have called me immediately. Yeah. But me and Shemelia, uh, Chasm have a safe word now. Like, so if we say it, then we know that then it's... Know. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. Love that. If it's my mum, my mum would probably read them. Sometimes, oh my god, this woman here. Yeah. Sometimes I will message her. I can see her online, <laughs> and she's airing my message. And then back when I used to live at home, I would go downstairs, go into her room, and she's on WhatsApp. And I said to her, but I can use. But her notifications, she can see it come down. She can see. Drop, she yeah. can see it come come in. And she's like, ah, oh, we live in the same house. The other people that I don't live with, that I need to respond to. So what about now that you've moved out. No, she doesn't respond to my messages that quickly either. She don't really And even, even if she did, she probably would just be like, she probably just wouldn't 
sometimes she just doesn't she'll respond. She'll leave you on red. She'll say to me, I, I know you'll call me at some point, so we can discuss it then. So this is not priority to me. And my dad just does WhatsApp. You have to call my dad to check WhatsApp. He rarely checks WhatsApp. <laughs> yeah, I saw a message on happy birthday and he didn't reply for like a mm-hmm. year. Yeah. <laughs> it was something crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my dad. Yeah, there's no point. So they do a C-section um, and then her son is born, but then straight after that, she flatlines. And she tells us how she can see outside her body. She can see her daughter, her man coming off the plane. Because this is another thing. Her man was abroad when this... Okay, not abroad. He was in New York. And they don't live in New York. Oh, they live in Chicago, yeah. So he was in New York for some like, business meeting or something. And it's like, I, I get that, you know. He has to work. He has to eat, whatever. But if my wife was just so... My wife? Concerned... <laughs> <laughs> I need to rewatch them films, man. <clears throat> Honestly, like, Borat is unmatched. It's actually just, like, so ridiculously it's stupid. It's so ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Did it's you see that TikTok that I sent you? About the, it was like, make me laugh, and I give you $2. Did you oh watch it? God. And the kid was like, um, um, yeah, there is it like a cat. It just reminds me of that TikTok yeah, of where yeah. the kid is talking and you just slam the door. How do I shut up? <laughs> Shut up, like, shut up. I was just crying. I literally was like, and the mum was there, like, enthusiastic the whole time. Literally. I was like, bro, so maybe have kids, something, this is what you have to do. Maybe, no, something switches in. Because I even asked my mum, I was like, when we were kids, like, did you ever just want to be like, oh, just shut up? She was like, oh, all the time. After school, you would come, you were telling me all your stories, <laughs> showing me all your stupid pictures. And Everything was so important to you. It's it like, wasn't making sense to me. Uh-huh. But I just had to be smiling, smiling, smiling. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. For me, I thought the time I could. Can you actually shut up? There's, you're no, not making sense. No, but the sense. thing is, you know, but your child has to feel like you actually give a fuck because that's how they now start to I like. I do not give say a fuck, but just make sense. So if you're not, um, if you're um, coming um, to say, um, um, have, have you ever and the man and the shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> This time oh, I know God. I'm not ready for children, bro. Uh, I cannot imagine coming back from a long day of work. When I put my headphones work? on, now I'm the bad guy. <laughs> Literally, a long day of work and someone's coming, Mom, have you ever, and then you were a fish, and the fish, and the cat. The, the, shut up. So, babe, right now, right now, we're going to play Quiet Time. Quiet Time. Quiet Time. <laughs> Mommy's going to have adult grape juice, and you're going to sit over there and shut uh, up. Mommy juice. Um, where was I? Oh, also, there was a TikTok, while I remember, <clears throat> of a guy basically explaining his near-death experience and really just talking about how he was he found it really, really hard to when he was back to like reckon with the fact that he was still here. Mm. And he said that a lot of people who have these experiences feel that way. And like this documentary watching now, I was like, do you know what? I hear it completely. Mm. It's like a whole nother set of grief. It's like you're grieving your Yeah, death, leaving, yeah. And yeah. you're still here. Mm. Crazy. Um, but yeah, so um, Stephanie can see outside of her body. She's like more, in more than one place at once. Like her daughter's not in the operating room, but she can see mm. her daughter. Her man is not there, but she can see him coming off the plane. She also sees dead family members. She can hear everything. Mm. She's dead for 37 seconds and then she's back. Mm. So her case is strange because of the premonitions that happened uh, in the months before her death. Mm. Um, but then since she had her near-death experience, the premonitions have gotten stronger. Mm. And she's really, it's really changed her. She says she's not happy-go-lucky anymore. Like, she laughs less. She's a different person. Mm. Understandably. Understandably. So now we're back with Mary Neal from the beginning. Um, that was the lady in the kayak, right? And so when she died, yeah, the spirits that she met told her that her son was going to die unexpectedly. Now, he was nine at the time that she had her, her accident. And the spirits didn't give her 
any details but she just mm. knew that he wasn't gonna live to be 18 she just had this like kind of like stephanie like this just feeling this like sense that like mm. this guy's not gonna live to be 18 so she doesn't tell anyone um until a few days before his 18th birthday and she tells him the son's name um, was willie and he's like okay mom like sure cool whatever sure and he jan. turns 18 literally sure jan he makes it to his 18th birthday and she's kind of like oh thank god like cool it's fine about two years later willie was at a ski camp in maine he was roller skiing which is a cross-country a dry land form of skiing with a friend of his and a car missed her and hit him and killed him instantly when it's your time it's actually your time it's given final destination like it's so sad and mary was like even though she had a near-death experience and she felt the, the safety and the warmth and the pain it doesn't protect her from grief which mm. is kind of like what we were saying before like you know you still have that sense of grief um and she says that she misses him you know obviously she knows that death isn't the end but that is 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 the physical loss like of your body mm. but like mm. he's not here so that is also like really really difficult, difficult. Yeah, which is really sad. Like, I think to lose a child is just, like... It's super sad. Super Especially sad. when they reach an age where their character's formed, you're starting to form a serious memories. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Memories like, I'm not saying like, that it's not sad to lose a... for them. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not sad to lose a baby. Of course it is, but... Because of the potential of what could have been and you'll yeah, never know. It's sad but on like, that like, when you know that person, it's different, man. Yeah, I think it's so sad. It's so, so sad. Um, But, yeah, now it's time for... The real crime, I think was the beard. Our segment where we focus on something during the documentary that may not be criminal, but we definitely consider to be a crime. So at the end, there was this bit we didn't talk about, but Jose was painting, yeah. But before he was painting, he was walking down the street and he was wearing this jacket, yeah. And it had these tassels on it, but not the tassels you think. So it kind of looked like the string you put on Christmas trees. Uh, but like thicker. tinsel. Tinsel, that's the word I'm looking for. And he had just, it was just stuck to the back. And as he was like walking, his hair was flowing, the, the tinsels were flowing. <laughs> it was just like, okay, I get it. Like you survived death, but okay like let's let's dress well in life yeah in life you still need to be remembered is this how you want to be eulogized so yeah Uh, the real crime the real crime i think was stephanie's man whose name is jonathan (laughs) yeah um because by the end of it like he's like oh he believes her but it's just annoyed that it took me so long stephanie puts it perfectly yeah it literally took me dying stephanie is like you know he's the one person that she needed to believe her like it, she, all he had to do like of everyone that like you are the father of the child you're with me all the time like mm-hmm. i just needed you to believe me and be there i just don't think he took it more he, he took it seriously enough and he kept saying oh yeah data and numbers and blah 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 oh shut the fuck up Jonathan, man. <laughs> but yeah next what are we doing gay guys in the sauna so it's called secrets of a gay sauna <laughs> okay well. so i saw this clip on twitter yeah and I was like, I need to find this documentary, yeah. And I wasn't even going to cover it. I was like, let me send it to Forens just for something to watch because I was like, oh, it'll just be a fun watch, yeah. And then my other friend sent it to me and was like, oh, my days, you guys need to cover this documentary. And I was like, the universe has spoken. It has spoken. So we're going to cover it. It gives very much the same vibes as the very British brothel, one of the first episodes that we did. I think mm. it's like in the 20s. I'll put the link in the show notes. Um so yeah, it would be a nice cute one. Um less heavy than this right now that we've just done. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'll put the trailer at the end. And uh that's it. In the meantime, between time, you can find us. 
Instagram, TikTok, everywhere, Twitter, email. You know, two girls the on doc, two girls on doc podcast on TikTok, two girls on doc at gmail.com. Um, and if you just rate us five stars, if you're still here, yeah, please do. Thanks, appreciate ya. Have All a right great then. day, week, Thank evening, you. whatever. Bye. Bye. On the side streets of towns and cities across the country, there is a secret world. A world with its own rules. I pushed it on, mate. And its own rituals. Only men are welcome. <laughs> and they come here for one reason. To have sex. With strangers. In this film, we enter the infamous world of the gay sauna for the very first time. Yeah, shit, I'm sorry. <laughs> Meeting the men who come here for sexual adventures. The reason you get orgies at a gay bath is because there is no woman there to say no. And the workers who clear up after them. There's sperm everywhere. On puts one's head there and legs up there. If you'd like to get your kit off, I'll show you. As we find out what really happens in a gay sauna. <laughs>